Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here today. And... We are going to talk and take a little bit of a deep dive on navigating a particular type of resistance um, on proposals of when you get a yes on a call, even when you get an excited yes on a call. And then over like the next two, three, four, seven days, it turns into a no. Um, I was telling Laura that I have answered this question, gosh, like 40 times this week alone. So Maybe it's something in the stars, something in the soup. Who knows? I wanted to give a resource to you guys uh, on this topic. But before we jump in, a couple of reminders. We have a niche workshop that I am going to be hosting on September 8th. Almost sure that that's the date. I should have looked at that before I hit record. September. Yep. 8th. Got it. At 11 a.m. Nope. At 10 a.m. Central Time, look at me. I know what my schedule is four weeks in advance. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so we're going to talk all things niche. If you don't want a niche, if you don't have a niche, everyone's welcome to that workshop. We're going to kind of tackle the big uh, mindset blocks when it comes to niche work, to ideal client work. Um, it's going to be fun. I promise. Come hang out with me. It's going to be a good time. And then also a reminder team, our January mentorship. Uh, I saw this morning, Laura, that we have like 28 spots left. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, we're, we're plugging away. I know there are some of you that have been emailing us that are on the fence that are trying to figure out payment. Keep us in the loop if that is you. And um, if we have not heard from you yet, let's chat. Let's Let's figure out if that's a good space for you to be in. We got our fresh and fancy 94 CEUs that are associated with our mentorship now. So yeah, extra incentive. We also have a couple financing options that we've looked into. And I say this is, is a caveat because anything that you can do on your own will probably have better terms. But if it's really, that's the biggest barrier, uh, there is financing available yeah. for, for this kind of investment in your business. Um, so don't let that be a barrier. If you need to call, we will we will cheerlead you and give you some paths forward um, into January. Yay. Yeah. All right, team. Well, let's let's jump into it here. Um, we are recording this. Like, listen, I'm known for blaming everything on full moons and Mercury being in retrograde and all of the hoopla. But we're recording this on the tail end of the Lionsgate portal. 
And I know that Laura and I had a hell of a week last week. I coached for seven hours on Monday. Almost every single client that I coached on Monday was like, what the hell was happening last week? Everything kind of went weird and wonky. Um, So I hope that by the time this goes live, we're all feeling a little bit more settled and a little bit more grounded. And that also our potential clients are feeling a little bit more settled and grounded as well. Uh, But these are some really practical steps on just how to navigate this because it's normal. It happens. It's totally regular to feel bummed out when this happens, especially when you like did all of the quote unquote right things to get to the yes on the call. Um, And I just want to acknowledge that like it's really regular to have feelings about it whenever this happens. Yeah, I was just just got off a coaching call with one of our year two master mentees talking about this. And we did a deep dive into the actual feelings um, that happen because of it. And I think we, I don't know about you, Shelby, but if I really get hurt by something, then I just get to explore why. But like some of the feelings I've gotten is is betrayed, mm-hmm. let down, um, not appreciated, misunderstood jealous even maybe, uh, angry, and then a very teenagery pouty like yeah. part too. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that they're, those are ever going to go away. They just trigger those little parts of me. I work through them, but I want to let you guys know that if you're feeling any of those feelings, don't mind F yourself and then judge yourself for feeling those feelings. Right? Like I think it's like a, a two-part. We experience the, the letdown. Um, our heart rate goes up, we get hot, we make it mean whatever in the context of our life. If we had a bunch of no's, we want to quit. If -hmm. we've had a bunch of yeses, it's like, see, this is the other shoe that was going to drop. Um, it's, it's the attachment, it's the feelings. And then it's the stories about the feelings. And we're hoping to cut that down by kind of explaining how normal it is. It's okay to feel all those feelings, what to do when it happens And that congratulations when it happens to you and you get through it because every time it'll just get easier. You'll build that muscle of resilience. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that if we okay it, like just actually really okay the feelings and don't try to um, fix or relieve them. And we're just like, dude, this sucks. And I'm pouting about it. And just like let yourself pout for a few hours or a few days, even if it's really big. Eventually, uh, your subconscious will let it go. Like your subconscious is going to get bored enough to where it's not going to elicit uh, such a emotional storm and it'll get bored and it'll let it go and it'll sting less over time. Uh, but that starts with just like being radically okay with whatever yeah. feelings are coming up and doing your best to not make it mean anything extra, which... I don't know. I'm really still pretty good at that about making it mean extra things. Usually yeah. about how I'm a terrible coach is the first <laughs> one that comes to mind. Um, but also I wanted to offer too that there's a frame to look at this in of if we step back and we can look at the situation as neutral as possible and look at it through the shoes of your client of like they potentially just committed to radically shift everything about their life because when they go after their vision, it's going to holistically shift everything. It's going to ripple into every area of their life. It might disrupt marriages. It might call them to change literally like everything about their routine, their life. And so it's really normal to like be plugged in and to be plugged in with you on a proposal call and be riding this high of potential and possibility 
and all of the great things that come with that. And then you get off the call and it's like they're unplugged from their supercharged source. And then the come down is pretty high of like, can I do this? This is really big. I don't think I can. I'm really freaked out. I'm scared. And just like the washing machine of terror <laughs> gets turned yeah. on in their brain. And uh, from a psychological standpoint, that's really normal. It's called upper limiting, right? Like we will bring ourselves back down to the realm of comfort. And a lot of times that can look like backing out of yes that they gave you on the call. Um, So it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. And we're going to tell you what to do about it. Um, First step, always, you've heard us say this a hundred times on the podcast, get them on a call. This is not always the conversation to be having over DMs or voice memos, be back in real time. And I encourage you to just keep it short and sweet. So you're likely going to check your email, check your Facebook messages or your Instagram DMs. And you're going to have a novel from your client being like, I can't do this. I love you so much. We'll work together in the future, but X, Y, and Z. And it's best, again, don't get in the weeds with them on the on the message. Just acknowledge, like, I can see that there's a lot coming up for you right now. This is really normal. Can we get on a call for 15 minutes to talk about it? And that's it. Like, short, sweet, to the point um, is my preferred style. Yeah. Yeah. When could I call you today to talk about mm-hmm. this? Yes. Literally as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And... If they've signed a contract, we're going to get into that in a second. But if they've signed a contract, if they put down a deposit, you kind of have a little bit more leverage here, right? They've already like doubled down on their yes. Um, But if they haven't yet, if they haven't signed the contract, they haven't put down a deposit, go into that call with just like the highest intention that you possibly can, that you're going to fight for their vision. You're going to coach your butt off. You're going to, you're going to shoot for the moon and not leave any what if on the table and really, really low attachment too. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it if it doesn't play out, um, at least you can say that you gave it all you got, that there's not a yeah. question you didn't ask them. Yes. Yeah. And then people ask me, well, how often does this happen? More in the beginning, less as you go along. And I'm going to tell the story of the first time this happened to me where it really affected me that I don't think I've told the story before because I just remembered it. Back in year one, in the BARC days where you were getting leads, we, me and Shelby paid for these these leads that weren't great. We were totally cold too. I had a woman that wanted to hire a life coach. I came up in her BARC search. We had a call. Uh, I was not very experienced, but she said yes. And I was so excited. And she was local and she was going to drive in and come to my office. And we were going to have our first session two days from that on Friday. So... I'm super excited. This is kind of probably one of my first cold yeses. Censor uh, the contract, started celebrating, and then she never showed up for her session. Mm-hmm. So I texted her and she called me right back. She said, Oh, I'm sorry, Lori, I forgot to tell you. I hired a different life coach. Oh, burn. Yeah. As I'm waiting for her with my makeup on already, nurse coach Laura in her office, it's working. I'm so excited. What a great day. And I'm a POS and I'm the worst coach. And of course she hired a different coach because I'm a shitty coach. And mm. and I don't think I had a, I don't think I had Christina then. Pretty sure I didn't have Christina then. Man, I just wanted to quit. I was like, I'm done. This is not fun. It is not fun to have that, to be that let down. And it just shows you how attached you really are, especially in the beginning. And I equate it to your first heartbreak 
right? Mm-hmm. So like in our teens, the first person you fall in love with, you have your first kiss with your big, huge first boyfriend or girlfriend. When that breakup happens, like, I don't know about you guys, but I could barely get out of my bed or eat for months. Devastated. The worst. Yeah. Like I, I think about Addy and EJ going through that and I want to vomit because it's, there's yeah. like nothing you can do. Um, and then every breakup sucks, but nothing's quite as bad as that, that mm-hmm. first one. But I, I felt pangs of that same intensity. And I thought something was majorly wrong with me. Like, how do you get that upset over a woman you barely know that didn't sign a contract? (laughs) (laughs) But it's not even it's we can laugh now, but it was not funny. It was no terrible. It was terrible. So I just want to share that. I love when our mentor tells us stories about something really shitty that happens to him. It, it brightens my day. And so I want to brighten your day. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so <laughs> funny that you say that because yes, true. Uh, last week when I was in the mud and he shared like just some muddy stories of his, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. That makes me feel better. And we've had clients tell that to us of like, listen, I don't mean this in a sick way, but I love to hear the stories of when you suffer because it makes me feel less alone. And it's got us so like, it's a little twisted, but also more funny than twisted. Yes. To me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it does sting. And just also thinking from like, I'm sure that there every time that we roll through this, Laura, that like the pain isn't as intense, but like it's no. still it's still like there. And your brain is just like, oh, is this about to hurt really bad? And so we yes, kind of like we brace. Yeah. Uh, so there's, I mean, y'all, this is like so layered. It's just, this is a really easy, open, direct contact on core wounds, like really big ones. Yeah. Potentially as well. Um, yeah, it's just tender. This just came to my mind too. We joined, uh, I don't know if you're in that Facebook group or not, but it, about six months ago, we joined a Facebook group where you had to, I think everyone in the group makes a certain amount of money or higher. And they're all entrepreneurs. It was uh, our mentor had created the group. So these were really, really cool, high-level conversations. And I had a couple people talk about their current thing that happens, this betrayal, like a a mentor betrayal or a a long-term client that had amazing results that like went rogue and then wanted to charge, like did a chargeback on the credit card and wanted her 80K back. Yeah. Uh, Like really wretched things, like, like, way worse than a client saying yes to your $1,200 coaching container and then backing out. Um, and they're experiencing the same feelings. So it, mm-hmm. it, it just showed me that like, if you zoom out, this is a, an, an, this is a part of being an entrepreneur. And then we just get to get better and better at better at handling it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we get to be really resilient. We get to create our own peace. We get to find neutrality faster and trust even more, right? Like, I don't, I, I just wanted to offer that, mm-hmm. that you're experiencing this now and you're going to experience this five years from now and it's okay. Yeah, totally. And if you are like in the thick of it right now, like somebody backed out from your coaching contract like 15 minutes ago, and then you came to this podcast episode and you're listening to this and we're telling you, don't worry, you'll just get to experience this over and over and over again. Um, you're allowed to be salty at us right now. Yes. Because last week when our mentor was like, until you can arrive at a neutral place, there's nothing to be done. And I literally was like wanting to punch a hole in the wall. Like that's how 
angry and upset I was. And whenever he told me things like that, I'm like, intellectually, I know that you're right. And in my body right now, I just want to like run into the desert and scream at the universe and like, oh, yeah, just be mad. So we don't say any of that to to be bypassing. Um, no, and no, not at all. And we just like to be honest about what's to come because uh, I don't know. I don't know that I anticipated this part necessarily for the long term. I thought that it was just going to get easier and easier and. In some ways, yes. And well, in some ways, no. it's kind of like how we look at our parents when we're young. You're like, oh, they have it all figured out. And then you become an adult and you're like, oh, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> and then we become entrepreneurs and we have different people on pedestals. We're like, oh, figure it out. Look at their life. And then we actually get behind the back door and we're like, oh, my gosh, they're still a shit show, too. So I think yeah. it's the human experience. It's our brand of it. I think every different profession has different versions of this. Think about like a surgeon who loses a patient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, it sucks when a client backs out, but no one died. Um, that always helps me. <laughs> That's a really good reminder. It's a good one. No yeah. one died today. No one died. Today. No one died today. Yeah. For a little uh, baby piece of my heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, team. Well, okay. So I hope that um, we're able to create a little bit of space for you to hear this next part on like, there are some basic things to do here to prevent this from happening that uh we want to cover so and it's kind of preemptive right once you once you've got the yes and then they back out then we're like managing I, crisis is a big word but we're managing the the situation to where there are some preventative things to do yes um so on a proposal call if you get a really easy yes like you say your price they don't flinch they're like cool yeah send me the invoice Sometimes that goes really well. And then like, that's just it. And you don't ever have a problem. But I invite you in that moment to have them double down, question their yes. So when they say yes, ask them, is there anything that could get in the way from us beginning next week? Is there any conversations that you need to have with any of your support system that would influence you to change your mind? Um, asking, like going, you get the yes, and then taking it just like half a step further of challenging, challenging the yes. And you yeah. might find something else to coach around in that moment. Right. Yeah. Slowing it down. Cause I, I think that can be a fond response too. Right. Shelby. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the people please are like, Oh, she spent all this time with me these two hours for free. She's so great. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. To, and so the whole subconscious plan is just to say yes. And then, um, so I, I know Rich Liffin talks about slowing it down testing the yes. Like this is the a time to uh, not rush it. Um, that's one approach. The other approach is if they're, they're a hell yes, be like, awesome. I'd love to book our call next week. I can take your credit card now. How do you mm -hmm. know how you're going to pay? So yeah. that can also create the same response. You can do a credit card right over the phone. I mean, right yeah. over Zoom or right over the phone, you can charge them and you could say, before I book, the payment is the commitment. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can book yeah. now because I know we're both busy. Yeah. Yeah. It can. I've been on the receiving end of a call or a proposal like this, and they had a link ready to go. Right. To where it was like the deposit link or um, I paid in full for that call. So I just paid like the six grand on the spot. They sent me the link in Zoom chat and he waited. We sat there. He waited while I went and got my credit card. He waited and I pulled up the link and I paid. 
And then what was really cool is he made a really big deal out of celebrating the moment, right? He yeah. he was very over. I wasn't a new coach. This wasn't the first thing I invested in. He probably didn't have to do that with me because I was already a yes before I got on the call anyway. But um, he was like, you're going to remember this moment forever. Like, let's take a picture. Let's take a screen grab. Let's do all of these things. Let's like really just celebrate your action and your commitment here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> so those... Those are a couple options. And I've also heard too, team from a, another coach friend of mine that she started doing this on calls to where she would start taking payments on the proposal. And she was able to like increase her close rate. I want to say by like 60% yeah. by doing this, this one thing. And she was like, you know, like when you go to the store, you don't take a shirt home to try it on. Right. You think like, about it. And think about it. You're going to like pay for the shirt right then and there in the store. And that people are coming into my store to buy my coaching. So they're going to pay for my coaching before they leave if they're a yes. Ooh, yeah, I like um, that. And so uh, that was, I mean, I think that can, I know that that might be uh, challenging for some of our newbie coaches here because you're trying to navigate so much already on the proposal. Um, but if you, if this is a trend in your practice, Maybe try it on for size. See see if it helps. Because yeah. um, it's going to... Figuring out how to do this will prevent future headaches for you and make your proposals likely more fun. Yeah. Well, I like the the screen grab too. Like you could make it kind of like a ceremony or a celebration out of it. Like that's... I really like that part of it. Mm-hmm. There's something so special about a human being having a choice point, making a decision and then taking the action instead of going home to think about it. And... I know this isn't about overcoming objections, but the, when someone says, I need to think about it, it's like, awesome. I like to think about big decisions as well. However, this decision, the all the information you need, if you don't already have it, comes from me. So when you go home to think about it, what is there that you need to think about that we mm-hmm. can't do here together? Yeah. Because there, there's nothing, you're not going to go home and gather more information. You're going to go home and gather more resistance and fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> almost always. Almost always. Almost always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, my kind of favorite one, and if you've been on a proposal with me, I've probably done this with you, is uh, if I don't get a yes right on the call, I actually did this yesterday on a proposal. Um, I prepare you that life is going to happen, that like you're going to be invited to double down on your commitment, on your yes. And challenges can get in the way of that, like flat tires on your car, your kid's going to get sick, you might have to your water heater might explode. Like those are all actual things that have happened to people that I've made proposals to. And if you prepare people for that, you prepare them for life to happen. When it does happen, usually they're more open of like, oh, look, Shelby was right. She called it. Let me send her a message and just laugh at this. Right. Yeah. Hysteria versus, oh my God, my water heater exploded. This is a sign for me not to do the thing. Um, Was it you that sent me this thing on Instagram about guardians of the bridge or guardians of the, is that you or no? Did I just see it? Right. You think you just saw it? I think I just saw it, but it would be something that you would send me on Instagram (laughs) of of whenever I can't remember exactly what the phrase was, but it's guardians of the something and they are, are guardians of the choice. And it says that whenever you're about to like make a life changing decision to wherever you're about to pivot or jump or anything, you're going to be met with like these spiritual teachers that are going to tempt you to say, to go back on your yes and say no. And 
um, they're they're placed there to test your commitment and to test to, to test you to double down yeah. on your yes. Um, also, if this is something that you guys particular like, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Ooh, that's me," I have a tough time. Like, I'll say yes and then I back out, or I like to sit on the fence. A really good book for this is um, "The Alchemist" by Paulo Coelho. Is like just a beautiful story. Um, illustrating this exact thing that we're talking about right now. And it's a really good book to read that will help you frame your proposals as well about awesome. choosing your life yeah. path and your life purpose and uh, just the journey that that can take you on. It's one of my favorite books of all time. So good. Yeah. Well, and I also think like if a client says yes to you on the call, um, they're making that decision decision usually from their highest self. And then their highest self fades into the background without the energy of you with them on the call. And then the the yes. known self makes the decision. And the reason why our life is the way that it is, is because we make all of our decisions from that known self instead of that higher or future version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you and I do, just did that this year with our house purchases. It was like they we were making these decisions based on a version of us in the future, not because it was super comfortable with our current reality. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It just wasn't that comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it it wasn't. And I remember the moment I decided, like, I just, gosh, it's been almost a year since we moved the first time. And then it was in March when I leaned over to you and I was like, oh, shit, I have to buy that other house. I know that I have to buy that other house. Damn it. Um, Like, (laughs) it, it, it eventually becomes like it's uncomfortable to know that you need to upgrade and to ignore it. Like that discomfort becomes more uncomfortable than the discomfort of making the leap. And I think that that's just where we're at now of like, Ooh, I know I need to make that decision. It's a big and scary one, but the, the active resistance to not following through is worse and more out of alignment. Yeah. Um, It's not tolerable in this line of work, mm -hmm. is it? Especially like us not doing it and then holding doing proposal calls with all of you guys and being like, yeah, take the leap. I know this is uncomfortable. (laughs) You got to stretch. And then it's like when we have these stretches in our lives, it's like when it happens and I recognize it, it's like, oh, it's our, we're already at the point of no return. Like there is no return. Mm -hmm. This path was, as soon as the path appears, if I know I have to walk down it, I don't get to think about it. It it just is. You just get to Mm -hmm. step. Um, yeah. so we're, we're doing the same work as you guys. It just looks slightly different. Uh, but it's a really fun path. Yeah. It's a fun path. It is a fun path. It totally is. <laughs> it is. It gets, you know, I don't know. It remains exciting still to this day, even all these yeah. years, all these years in. Um, okay. So having to quickly recap all of those things, question it, have them double down, prepare them for life to happen, have a payment link ready either with a deposit or for them to pay in full. Um, be just lead powerfully here. Um, act as if you've done a hundred proposals and you've navigated this particular problem a hundred times and it's just normal and it's a part of it. And you're a pro because you will be very soon. Um, there's kind of another like, uh, another way this can go is that someone says yes to you on the call and Laura alluded to it in her story. Uh, Someone says this to you on the call and they either do or don't sign a contract with you, but then they end up hiring a different coach and want to back out of their commitment with you. And um, this happened to some of our clients this week. This has happened to us within the past seven days. Like 
this is this is something that I can't say that really we've really had to navigate yet, but we did, but we have in the past few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in full transparency, always kind of struggle with this one because I'm like, well, if they are not our client, I don't want to force them to stay in our bubble, right? Like there's there's this element of coercion that comes in for me that I want to be aware of, but also that I don't want the fear of coercing someone to get me to play small here. Yeah. I think that it's a pretty easy out for me. And, uh, but I really struggled with the language around it of like, I know what I want to say. I know, but I just, yeah. How do I, how do I convey that, um, from a neutral place and not from like a coercive place? Yeah. And my coach gave me some really great language around this. Um, to this is for the instance of if they have signed a contract, and I'll I'll share it with you here as well. Um, so they've signed a legally binding contract with you, and the first instinct is to let's treat it that way, right? You you have a serious business, you have bills to pay, uh, you're doing your work. Let's treat this contract as a legally binding document, and get them on a call. Uh, once you get them on a call, here's here's an example script you can use of. Thank you for making time and space to chat today. When I got your message, I wanted to make sure that we had time to sift through this in real time and address what's coming up for you before our container starts. Since you have signed an enforceable contract with me and at and we're a hundred percent yes to this work together, I can trust that you are meant to be in this space, and I know that we can leverage our coaching to best serve you. Yeah, and that's addressing that like you've signed the dotted line how do we leverage this space for you? At one point in time, you were a yes to working together. So either what's shifted, what's changed, because it's your contract, right? You can back out of it at any time, but that you as the, frankly, the business owner are in control of of the contract. And um, then, I mean, whatever comes up is going to come up and then you can, you can coach and navigate through it. Um, But this is, this is an uncomfy one for me. Yeah. I approached it as if this person was my sister, my mom, my best friend, would I, uh, what would I say to them? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd tell them the truth. So I just told them the truth of what I thought. And the truth was I was advocating for them because I know that we're a better program. Yeah. Like without yeah. doubt, not, not even in this particular instance. And that's okay. That's not if that's not the the path. If there's a a different path that's in front of them, and I'm not privy to the the reasons, I also can trust that too. But I don't have to go. Oh, Laura, you were selfishly trying to be comfortable and didn't advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even in those ins- instances, team, I think that it's always better to have the conversation, to do the uncomfortable thing, to risk being whatever you're afraid of so that you can sleep for the next six months and not every time that you see this person's name on social media be like fuck i let them down because that will happen too it will i have clients from the first year of my practice that i didn't propose to i was actually reading my journal i found it from my first year of practice and the 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 client that still haunts me to this day is in this journal i wrote in there that I made a soft proposal to them. And then I wrote in bigger letters, like, stop doing this. You're not, you're not doing it. Like, stop yeah. playing small. And um, it will 
you will scroll past their name every time on yeah. social media and get a pang of like, ugh, dang it, dang it. So I say yeah. risk with permission, risk being um, all of the things, knowing that your intent, you have really high intention and low attachment in those situations. Yeah. And a soft proposal, in case you don't know what that is, is where most of these yeses that turn to nos will occur. And I'll give you an example. And uh, Shelby, you can be the client. Like, All right, Shelby. So my program's 12 weeks long. It's $1,200. You can pay in full now, or you can pay half down and half later. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, that sounds good. Uh, can I, I'm going to take a little bit of time to think about it and check my finances and I'll get back to you. Perfect. That sounds great. I'll send you a contract. And as soon as you sign your contract, then we'll, we'll schedule our next call. Yeah. Cool. Sounds great. Thanks, Laura. Bye. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a soft proposal, right? Where you technically propose, but then you don't support to you a did clear it. yes no. or no. Right. Like the, the, uh, the coach is running off the call because they're so deeply uncomfortable with the process. It's like, yeah. I said it, I did what I'm supposed to do. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did man. that so many times. I did yeah. that a lot of times. So. If, whenever people are like, I wish I could see your first proposals. You just did. That was that was my first yeah. 10 proposals right there. We uh, weren't taught to record everything. Like I wasn't taught that. That wasn't mm-hmm. brought up at like, and now in our preceptorship that's coming out next month, like that's part of the process. I have it actually in our process that record, just have the record option always on Zoom. And then if a client wants you to turn it off, the client, you, you can turn it off. But if you always have it off record, you'll you'll totally forget to record. And watching yourself do that, like, is the best thing you could ever do. Because mm-hmm. you'll see so clearly. You'll see so clearly. And I didn't. I was just like, I'll just do 100 more proposals and get better that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much more effort to do it that way. Right. Yeah. We were never taught to record. We were never taught how to, I was taught how to do a strong proposal, um, but it was honestly like too high level for where I was at. And I was never taught how to navigate resistance or um, how to follow up or any of these things. Um, Yeah. So those are, those are definitely things that we've learned just through, through our own existing in practice for sure that we include in our course. Um, let's leave them on a really high note because (laughs) I have a feeling our clients are going to have this happen and then search for an episode to make them feel better. And this might be it. So let's leave. What can we, what could be some sparkles we could throw Mm. on the episode that could, uh, reinvigorate them before they tune out? I would say that every time that I have had this happen or someone wants to back out or whatever version of thing that we talked about today, every time I'm able to get somebody on the call and fight for it, no matter how it ends, I always feel better afterwards Mm. every single time. Yeah. And that's cool because then feeling better is in your control. Yes. Totally. Um, I to be clear, every time I complain to Laura, every time I complain to my coach, every time I complain about this, about how I don't want to have to do it, and I wish I didn't have to, but every time I get on the call and support someone with whatever they're whatever's coming up for them, I always feel complete at the end. Yeah. 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 And I guess um there's one cool thing about being a, a um successful professional nurse coach 
is that you will get to a point in your practice where there are a lot of leads, a lot of opportunity, and it starts to feel like uh, that just wasn't aligned. Wait, like that becomes the actual experience of it instead of I'm a bad coach. This is never mm-hmm. going to work. So yeah. it, it's with time, you're going to have confidence in it not meaning anything. You'll just start yeah. seeing the truth of it instead of making it feel like something's gone wrong. Totally. Totally. So. Totally. Absolutely. All right, team. Well, thanks for joining us for this this call today. I hope it was helpful for you. And uh, yeah, I hope that this is not a trend in your practice. If it is, reach out, let us know. Um, we have a bunch of resources around navigating resistance and we even have a freebie around this that we'll include in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, just be coaching, be fearless, do the thing. And we hope that this gives you kind of a roadmap to navigate through. Uh, but come join us on the 8th for our niche workshop and then come raise your hand for the mentorship. We, we're excited to to be enrolling. Um, I think I probably have like eight or 10 application calls that I'm going to be connecting with people over the next month or so. Um, and so I'm excited to see who's who's ready to take the leap in, in their practice. I, I love seeing their name pop up on my on Calendly. I'm like, oh, we're ready. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a coach I connected with yesterday who's been in our bubble for like three years. And I was like, I won't lie. I was like actually doing a happy dance when I saw you book because I've been wanting to coach you for three years and here you are finally on the call. So uh, that was, that was really exciting. Yeah. Um, we, we creep you guys. We, we do creep you oh, guys yeah. just to be totally honest. So 100%, 100%. All right. Well, come creep on us next week. We'll be here same time, same place. And uh, we'll catch you in the Facebook group, but we'll see you on the next one, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye.